The Australian Grand Prix. Um, what a shit show, hey? My name is Beck. This is the Pit in the Paddock podcast. Um, welcome. Welcome. Uh, I went to all four days of the Australian Grand Prix. Um, three of those three and three quarters of those days were incredible. One quarter was not great, um, purely because people are stupid and don't care about safety or rules, but that's fine. We will get into it eventually. I was trying to figure out how I wanted to do this episode. Normally, after race week, I will do a recap of the race, um, kind of go through everything that's happened over the weekend, the practices, the qualifying sessions, the race itself. I don't know if I'm going to do that purely because I haven't actually watched the practices or the qualifying on TV. I was there for the days. I'm not re-watching it. I did, however, re-watch the race as soon as I got home because that was dramatic to say the least. Now, As I said, I went all four days, Um, so I was there Thursday, I was there Friday, I was there Saturday, and I was there Sunday. I met some of the beautiful, beautiful Formula 2 and Formula 3 boys. Um, They are just the sweetest people in the world. I feel so blessed and privileged to have even been able to go to the Grand Prix let alone to four days of it. Um, I was in general admission all four days and honestly, I had the best goddamn time. I went by myself, but I met some friends there um, that I have known from the internets from the past six-ish months. So that was very, very exciting. Um, so I guess I'll start from Thursday. So Thursday was kind of just their media day. Um, they didn't do anything on track. They really just did a lot of interviews. Um, but it was really, really good fun. Um, the F2 and F3 boys had some practices on the Thursday. So that was great. Get to see them. Um, supercars had qualifying and uh, games, races, all four days, um, which was very exciting. I really, really enjoyed watching the supercars. Um, The Formula 2 paddock was open the entire day on Thursday, so I got to walk through that, um, see a lot of the cars... and just kind of like vibe like Thursday was really just a day to just chill figure out what I wanted to do for the weekend have a look around at what all of the options were um just yeah kind of hang out see what's happening what people are up to but I had a really really good time um I met Valtteri Bottas when he was leaving Um, I was wearing my Valtteri t-shirt and he gave me a thumbs up, which, you know, is the highest compliment I could probably ever get from him. So that was, that made my 
that honestly made my weekend um I yeah it was great um Friday obviously they had practices um so and it was a bit more busy because it was a Friday um so people are more likely to take that day off work and school because they have the weekend then um it was yeah more busy more intense I got there earlier than I had the previous day so I got there just before gates opened around eight o'clock um gates were opening at 8 30 and it was quite funny to watch everyone rush towards the Melbourne walk to try and get a good spot to try and meet the drivers I really and truly just could not be bothered running um it was meant to be horrific weather so I was wearing boots and just I knew that I could potentially break an ankle if I went the wrong way um it was raining 75% of the day it was pretty disgusting it was not great weather wise but again the atmosphere itself is just so beautiful like so good like such great fun um and then Friday night I went to some like one of my friends got invited to this event at a bar so I went along to that which was okay fun um I met some people met some more people that I know from online and just generally had like again just had like a great time Saturday I was going with my dad so I had planned to meet him about 8 7 30 8 o'clock again just before gates opened I accidentally slept in so he went in himself and found a spot to sit in um, and then I just went and joined him when I eventually showed up like two hours later again it was so much fun the weather was much better it didn't rain for most of the day um, but it like it was off and on um, there were some good it was like we got to see some good racing um, you know it's like the the qualifying sessions it was again supercars race um they had yeah f2 f3 stuff on it was just once again very very enjoyable and then sunday was race day i decided that i was just gonna sprint for the walk and i got there i was like two behind two people so I was pretty close to the front um, got a few signatures got a lot of photos of people um, and then obviously the like all of the races started kind of at nine o'clock every day again gates opened at 8 30 um, so then eventually I just like sat down chilled race day you know people are busy so I just sat down, chilled, found some 
like they found a spot to sit and watch the race from um stayed there for about half an hour and then moved to watch it on one of the big screens um so that i could actually see properly <laughs> and you yeah, know the race obviously was a complete and utter mess and disaster but I think it will be interesting to see how the FIA kind of, you know, respond to everything to do with it. If they do improve it, if they have suggestions as to what can be done in those situations in future, um, if there was anything that could have been done this time around that should have been done. Um, but yeah, I. I guess I will talk about the race itself then. So obviously we had Max on pole, George in second. Um, the amount of cheers that got on Saturday when he pushed, um, yeah, when he came second in quali, it was insane. The amount of support that George Russell has is insane. It's next level. Um, Lewis in third. Fernando in fourth, Carlos in five, Lance in sixth, Charles in seventh, um, Checo had just a horrific weekend. Um, he did not qualify at all. He got under the 107%. So he starting 20th, um, and then eventually they decided they were going to change. I think it was something to do with his brakes um so he was gonna start from the pit lane um and then Valtteri needed I think it was like his power unit or some electrical part needed to get changed as well so he was also starting from the pit lane um everyone knows that historically um especially Melbourne um the Grand Prix here has at least one safety car if not more there is always at least one safety car it is just it's a very fast track and the corners just seem to get people kind of regardless of how many times you've driven the track the corners still seem to get people um and then a quick little change that happened was the uh, starting boxes, the grid boxes, um, have been expanded because the drivers have been having difficulty seeing that they're in the boxes or not. As we've seen the last two races, we've had penalties for that, um, for Ocon and then for Alonso last week. Um, yeah, and then the race started. That was, yeah, good. Um, George Russell my man he what an overtake he it was it was just great i yeah george russell it could he's he's um but it was it was you know it was clean racing for the most part it was good clean racing um obviously max gave him a lot of room which is great then um lewis overtook him as well um and then there was you know mercedes one two which has not been seen 
since Brazil, um, then still in the very first lap, Lance Stroll hit Charles and sent him off into the gravel, um, literally on, on turn three. There was a yellow flag and there was a safety car. Lance did not get a penalty for that, which is a bit controversial. I think that he, I understand it was first lap. A lot of first lap stuff gets put down as just like a racing incident. I know post-race Charles even said it was just a racing incident, but I feel like you kind of have to set a standard and stick to it or not. Um, but anyway, the Alpines were looking mighty good, mighty, mighty good. Pierre was driving the absolute wheels off that car. Um, again, turn three, Max was saying that Lewis had pushed him off. Didn't look like it. It looked like there was just a lot of room between them. Um, you know, it just, no contact. There wasn't any actual issues. I don't know. Um, because of the safety car from Charles going off, Esty pitted and put on hard tyres. Again, this is still the first lap. Um, Checo put on some medium tyres and then on the second safety car lap, pitted a second time and put on hard tyres, um, which was slightly confusing to me. Um, then the safety car went in, that's all well and good, but George was getting told to manage his tyres, manage his race. Um, he comes on the radio saying, you're telling me to manage, but I'm being attacked by my own teammate. Um, I just, like, yes, you're being attacked by your own teammate, but like, babes, this is motorsport, this is racing, it's going to happen. You either, you know, your team's going to get it wrong or you're going to get it wrong. Like, just, it's motors, like, it's what's going to happen. You and your teammate are always going to fight. End of story. Um, then my, my boy Alex, my boy Alex took the corner much, much too fast and went off into the gravel track. He lost control of the rear. He's come out since then and said that there was a spike in wheel temperature. Um, that they don't understand where that's from in the data. Um, that he'd actually taken the corner much slower than he had the previous few laps. So they're not particularly sure why he went off. But regardless, he did. End of race, he was out. Two DNFs within the first seven, eight laps. Um, there was another safety car. George went in and put in, put on hard tyres and Carlos put on medium tyres. Both of them were to take them to the very, very end because it's kind of expected, again, in Melbourne at the OzGP, that you can go for most of the race on hard or medium tyres. Alex did it last year. I think he went 50 laps 
on hard tyres of the 58 laps. So it's definitely possible as long as you are looking after your tyres properly. Now, Lewis started saying about how he wasn't too happy about the strategy, about how he hadn't been called in to pit and change his tyres. He felt like he was at a disadvantage. But then there was a red flag. This is still from Alex's incident of going off into the gravel trap. There was a red flag um, to clean up the track. There was a lot of debris. There was a lot of gravel on the actual racing line. Um, But George's strategy then got ruined because his pit was essentially made unnecessarily so he lost six positions for no real reason um he yeah that was just that was upsetting now with this red flag um Jensen Button was quite confused about why there was the red flag but could also was also saying that likely they would have lost too many laps if they had just kept it under a safety car and made the stewards clean it as um like as they were cars weren't in that section so it was a bit of like a why are they doing this they should do it this way but it was yeah it was definitely a decision um they had a standing start, a standing restart. Everyone, again, everyone had tyre changes. They all had been put onto hard tyres, except for Nick and Logan, who were on medium tyres. Um, the formation lap got a bit confusing um, because everyone kind of, there's a blind corner Um, and so half of them went off or accidentally overtook others so the formation lap was a bit messy but again no one got hurt no one like no shunts no contact nothing like that now on the race restart we had lewis first max second fernando third lance fourth on this lap um lance did not have a great restart he lost two places to pierre and to george so that meant that pierre was up to fourth which again such an incredible effort he was driving that alpine so so well um esteban and nick touched a little bit nothing huge nick didn't give him a a heap of space um but it wasn't race ending for either of them. Um, Verstappen took maybe like half a second to overtake Lewis, and then within like one section, one sector was already two seconds in front of him. Um, I feel like the Red Bull is just proving every week how much of a rocket ship it really is compared to the other teams compared to the other cars um 
George and with a lot of these like midfield cars that are fighting with the top teams you can see that they have been the midfield teams have been told don't bother fighting um you know like the aim is to finish the race as best as we can but don't fight with these clearly superior cars so like george had a great overtake on pierre when pierre didn't fight um you know it was just i this race didn't do a huge amount for me in terms of Checo. Um, he didn't do great in my eyes. I know that he started 20th and he finished in 5th. But he should have finished higher. In the car that he has... He should have finished much higher. He should have finished in the podium. Um, in 17 laps, he only gained five positions. That does not include the DNFs. Um, I just, yeah, I was not impressed by his race at all, really. Um, Alonso was kind of playing with Lewis a little bit. They were both playing with each other to be quite honest with you you know Fernando would push a little bit and then Lewis would increase and then Lewis would slow down and Fernando would slow down they were messing with each other they were messing with each other's tires trying to force the other to make a mistake um I mean you have multiple world time champions world you have multiple time world champions um leading the race you're gonna have some games going on there whether it's mind games whatever it is it's happening of course it's happening George Russell who was having such an amazing race his car went on fire he had a power unit issue um he wasn't able to actually pull into the pits because he had I think it was Lance was next to him. Um, so he wasn't actually able to pull into the pit lane itself. So he had to kind of just pull into the pit lane exit. Um, again, oh, I just, he was having such a good race. And I was very upset by that. Because I think that George Russell deserves as many podiums as he can get this year, especially. Um, they had, there was, yeah, Lewis, you know, was on the radio a bit about Fernando saying he's quick, he doesn't think that his tires are going to last. The same stuff that we hear most weeks when he's doing well about the tires. Um, Pierre, again, just such an incredible race. He kept Carlos behind him for a good few laps about six or seven laps he had he had Carlos behind him um and he was able to keep pace with Fernando he you know there was maybe like just over one second between them but there was also just over one second between Lewis and Fernando so it really was not a huge deal 
Um, lap 25, Lewis again complaining about his tyres, but Carlos finally overtook Gasly. Um, it was a very, very nice, very, very nice overtake. Um, he dummied him a little bit, and on the same lap, uh, Oscar Piastri, Australian Melbourneite, homeboy Oscar Piastri, um, again was defending um, Esteban. Um, Esti did not seem very confident in the way that he was overtaking, but... I mean, who am I to judge how confident a professional racing driver may be? Um, the McLarens were keeping up very nicely with the pace. Um, they were doing similar lap times to Fernando. Um, yeah, it was just, I just, the weekend was just crazy. The race was just crazy. Um, Fernando just did not seem to be pushing too hard. He was like two seconds behind Lewis. Um, and it really seemed like he was just waiting for everyone behind him to catch up. Um, Lando was told not to fight Checo. Because, again, the Red Bulls are insane. But yeah, Lando was told not to fight him too much. Obviously defend a little bit. Don't just hand him overtake but don't worry about it don't fight protect your tires manage your tires Oscar Piastri my man my boy homeboy Oscar Piastri on the outside beautiful overtake on Yuki Tsunoda um and by lap 30 Maximal Verstappen was over eight seconds in front of Lewis Hamilton. This is what I'm talking about when I mean that Checo's driving just was not that impressive to me. By lap 30, I know that this is like comparisons aren't good, but by lap 30, if Max had started from 20th, by lap 30, he would have been top three. It's what he did last race. Um, but without it, especially in Australia, he would have been top three. At worst, top five. Um, but, yeah, I just... The Red Bull just is just insane. Um, Bono gets on the radio and tells Lewis that they think that Alonso is just trying to play games with him, um, push him to use the tyres, but that they weren't worried about it. Um, they kept showing Danny Rick and the cheers whenever they, Danny Rick was on the screen were insane. So they just kept showing him. Um, I'm not complaining. I'm very happy about it. I love seeing Daniel Ricciardo. He is the best boy. Um, but it was very, very funny. Um, Yuki had a car problem, started dropping places so, so quickly. His speed, 
his pace, his lap times just started to drop, but they wouldn't actually tell us what the problem was, and I understand that they have to keep secrets, you know, to not let the other teams know, but I wanted to know what the issue was, because I'm nosy, um, so it was, it very upset me that they wouldn't tell us what it was. Max was just getting further and further away from Lewis, just the speed of that boy, the speed of that car is insane. Lewis, again, on the radio, uh, saying that he just, he's not going to lose out to Fernando, he refuses to lose to Fernando, um, I love their rivalry, you know, Lewis, uh, Fernando had some choice words during the week about him, Lewis had some responses, and then you get them on track, and it's just like two of the best just going head to head in their sport, you know, and just having a great time, putting on such a great show. Um, yeah, by lap 43, Max was over 10 seconds faster. Um, in front, I just, like, it's just insane to me. Both, so everyone had made a pit stop during the race, except for the McLarens and the Aston Martins, who only made their pit stops during the safety cars or red flags. Um, which was a fun little fact. Um, Max, you know, over 11 seconds in front of everyone, uh, decided to go mowing, decided to cut some grass, um, lost maybe like a four seconds, so he dropped down to uh, seven and a half seconds in front of Lewis instead of 11. What the absolute hell? What? This is just the dominance, the speed, it's just insane. Um, seeing a Haas up the field, not in like the bottom few cars, is kind of crazy to me. So Lando and Nico were having a little bit of like a, a fight. Um, Lando had the DRS, but on the straights was much slower than the Haas anyway, was much slower than Nico anyway, so he could like kind of get in touch around the corners, but as soon as they were back onto the straights, Nico was like in front. Like, yeah, it was just, um, but yeah, eventually Lando overtook on a corner. It was it was good, it was nice. Nico went off. Um nothing really dramatic. And then we get to lap fifty-four of a fifty-eight lap race. Okay? So in this race, up until lap fifty-four, we have had two safety cars and a red flag. Okay? Okay. Lap 54, Kevin hits a wall, loses his right rear tyre, um, the tyre bounces off the car 
and just kind of like lays in the middle of the racetrack. Um, so then we got a yellow flag, a safety car. Oscar went in, put on some soft tyres. Again, 54, lap 54 of 58. Everyone was like, oh, well, this race is over. Like, the safety car, they're going to do four laps under the safety car. Race is over. That's fine. Congrats to Max. And then there was a red flag, which they started on lap 56, meaning that there was going to be two laps left to decide the final, like, to decide the result. Um, They essentially they called a red flag because they didn't want to finish it under a yellow flag um there was debris they needed to clean up the track they needed to get rid of the tire obviously it's much easier and safer to clean it up when there's no cars on the track um but especially because it was the last few laps just to make sure there was actually like a race for the finish line it kind of makes it more even other than the fact that Red Bull is just a rocket ship. It makes it a bit more even. Um, the only issue was that there, the sun was starting to go down a little bit. Um, and unfortunately it meant that on turn one that the sun would be directly in their eyes which could be an issue. Um, while all of this red flag stuff was happening, you know, the commentators were just talking as they do, saying a lot of shit, if I'm quite honest with you. Um, but one thing I really appreciated was Martin getting behind Michael Massey, saying how nice it was to see him around the track around the paddock that he's looking happy um and just reminding people that wherever you know like whatever you support whoever you support to remember that like people are humans and that he is a human and he made a judgment call that people were not happy with but that you know like this stuff happens you're not going to be happy all of the time Um, He did his best, basically, which I think is really important because there was one kid who on Thursday made a TikTok of him going up to Massey and talking absolute shit at him. And a lot of people in his comments were saying, mate, that's too far. Like, he's a human being. Um, Even one of the supercars drivers was in his comments saying, what the hell? Like, you know, he's a human, he's here doing his job. Because Michael Massey is, like, in charge of the supercars. That is his job now. He works for supercars. So he's going to be at the Australian fucking Grand Prix with the supercars. He's not there to mess with your little boys and their, you know, results. Like, he's there to do his job. Ugh. Anyway, whatever back to the actual race itself um another standing restart it was dramatic it was very very dramatic so basically because the sun was going down it was in their eyes um pierre locked up 
and then he kind of went off track and then when he came back on track he came on too hard and hit Esteban and they both crashed and uh, took their cars out Um, Carlos took the corner really badly and hit Fernando and made him spin Checo went completely off track into the grass Um, Logan didn't break or his something happened with his brakes and he hit Nick and so they both went out they both DNF'd as well so because of all of this because there was like four or five cars that were you know not running anymore they had to get them off they did another red flag this is the third red flag now while this third red flag was happening um the you know the stewards were discussing kind of penalties and they decided that because Carlos hit Fernando when it was completely unnecessary they deemed that he had plenty of space to avoid the contact even though it was technically a first lap incident because of these circumstances he was to be getting a five second penalty um his radio to his engineers was basically like why are you not telling them that's a, that it's a mistake like this isn't fair i shouldn't have to you know be penalized etc etc i yeah it was i mean his message was very sad he sounded so heartbroken um but more importantly during this red flag um idiots idiots to the highest degree started climbing the fences and running out onto the track literally at the corner like at the first turn where like this massive incident has just happened um so they're getting in the way of the cranes they're getting in the way of the cars that are getting moved off the track they're just getting in the way they're breaking the rules they're making it dangerous for themselves they're making it dangerous for the drivers they're making it dangerous for the people doing the right thing it was just all ridiculous with all of that said though um OSGP has been referred to like the, the proper like governing body about kind of what they could have done or how to prevent it in the future um but so when this incident has first occurred when you know Carlos has spun Alonso when the Alpines have taken each other out as soon as the flag comes out as soon as the red flag comes out because they didn't yellow flag it they just went straight to red and Alonso goes because we didn't complete the lap or because we didn't complete the sector we need to go back to the last setup which means they have they need to go back to the starting lineup of this last two laps um they're kind of like unsure like the FIA F1 
they weren't too sure about what they were going to do. They discussed it for what seems like quite a long time. But eventually, because the rules say that if the first sector is not completed, you have to use the last completed lap lineup, barring the people who cannot drive, obviously. Um, and then there was like the issue of if they restart the race, then are they doing it with like a one lap sprint? Or because they can't redo this lap specifically for some reason, I'm very confused about. But kind of like they were like, do we restart it? Do they just finish it like this? They like what's going on? If they do a standing restart, then it's not really a standing restart. Uh, so they do like a rolling start, but the rolling start means that uh, when that like they're not actually getting to race they're just doing the checkered flag and that's it it was all very confusing but essentially what they ended up doing was that they restarted the race so the formation lap would be lap 58 um meaning that as soon as the safety car went in for to allow a restart that they were all the drivers would cross the, the checkered flag at like in the appropriate kind of position um and that no one was allowed to overtake anyone else which you know has brought a lot of controversy in itself um the australian commentators wanted to kind of remind everyone that these rules are made to allow for some room for interpretation so similar to the interpretation that was made in Abu Dhabi um, the interpretation here was to allow them to not allow them to race um, but to finish under the safety car essentially um, the rules are made kind of with the knowledge that different circumstances mean that the rules can be interpreted different ways and that's just how it was interpreted this time around of the 20 cars only 12 of them finished so this is after all of the penalties the top 10 went Max, Lewis, Fernando on the podiums. Then we had Lance, Checo, Lando, Nico, Oscar with his first ever Formula One points. Joe and Yuki, meaning that Carlos finished in 11th, I believe, and Valtteri Bottas finished in 12th, which, yeah. I am so impressed with the McLaren boys, the Papaya boys. They've got double points this week, their first points. Um, Oscar's first points. I am so happy for him. He, I really believe that Oscar has 
such a great chance and ability to be a champion if he has a good car. I feel I know that's said about like all of the drivers, but I just how many people become like F2 champions in their rookie years? I just and same with F3. I just I really think that he I really think that he could do it in a good car. Anyway, that was my weekend. Um I had so much fun. I wish that every weekend was Grand Prix weekend and that I was there every single time. But yeah, thank you for listening. Um check out the socials back in the paddock. Uh yeah, I will see you next time. Bye.